Hello, welcome to episode number 36 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Hu. Today I'm going to talk about unconscious resistances. Yes, there are things in your life that you work hard to achieve and you just don't get there. And why is that? Is it bad luck, bad karma, envy of others, destiny maybe? Well, I don't believe that. In my experience, you may have an unconscious resistance, an inner blockage. Yes, you can be your worst enemy without knowing it. And as long as you don't remove that blockage, you will continue to fail, no matter how hard you work to achieve that in your life. Because the thing is very simple. In a battle between the conscious and the unconscious, who do you think wins? Yes, it's the unconscious. Hence the importance of self-knowledge on a deeper level than just personality description. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement transform their reality consciously using their hidden inner powers because the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effects you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. know when you want something in life, you work, you try hard, you put all your efforts, kill yourself to achieve it and get nothing or at most insignificant results. We have a saying in Brazil that is to swim, swim and die on the beach. It feels terrible, I know. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe your soul wants something else for you to feel fulfilled in life. Maybe life is testing you to develop more persistence. Or maybe the timing is wrong and it's not the right time for you to get that. And notice that I didn't talk about God's will because I rather leave him out of this. Okay? <laughs> Maybe you need to redeem yourself from past sins. <laughs> okay, that was a slutty one. I was kidding because I don't believe in redeeming past sins. <laughs> But maybe you have resistance to success in this particular subject. And what do I mean by resistance? Inner resistance, unconscious resistance. Well... I always say that human beings are moved by conveniences and vanity. You may have some convenience deep inside to not get the thing that consciously you want that much. And you will say, Gracie, what do you mean if I want it so badly? There is a saying in English, where there is a will, there is a way. Well, in this case talking about unconscious resistances. Where there is a will, 
there is not a way when you have resistances. It's a side of you, unconscious, of course, and therefore with the power to sabotage you and your life. This side of you says no, because it's afraid that something bad will happen if you get that. Somewhere in your mind, there is a memory of a similar situation that resulted in misfortune and or suffering. Not necessarily lived by you, it may have been by someone else. However, you registered the experience as bad in the end. Or your ego found it terrible, humiliating, because the ego is very proud, right? So it gets humiliated with any little thing. So the idea of succeeding and then losing sounds unbearable to the ego, to the point that it creates obstacles to not even get there and take the risk. It may also be that you have accepted some negative association from outside that you heard about and registered as bad concerning that type of experience. So it may be an idea, a thought that you absorb it from outside, from someone you met, someone, maybe someone very important to you that had a bad experience in trying to achieve that thing. And then you started to believe that working for that can be dangerous or getting that can be bad because of the results that that other person got from that experience. It was bad for them, maybe so terrible, you heard them telling that story and you got so impressed, then you started to believe that unconsciously, see, I'm talking about this unconscious process. So deep inside, you started to believe that uh, going through that experience, achieving that result can be a bad thing. Well, see, in life, the concept of better or worse is relative. It varies with the perception of each one at each moment. For example, falling in love can be wonderful for one person and disastrous for another, depending on how each person deals with the situation and thus experiences the resulting outcomes. One thing is the event itself, which is neutral. Another thing is the reading and the way to react of those who experience it. So each person will have a different perception and understanding of the same type of situation. If the experience as a whole is pleasant, the individual will register a positive impression in their mental and emotional archive. If, on the other hand, a negative or suffered reading predominates, no matter how many good aspects there may have been too, the file will acquire a label with red letters saying, attention, danger. So the next time that person thinks about the possibility of falling in love again, they will tend to react according to what has been recorded most strongly in their unconscious, unless they are lucid enough to recognize that each episode in life is unique. So it's not likely that we will have the exact same experience again, right? Not only are people and circumstances not exactly the same, but we can react differently. 
But suppose the person has suffered long before and developed the fear of getting hurt again. For them, getting involved emotionally is bad and they start to develop resistance to it. The more importance they place on this view or belief, the more it strengthens and crystallizes in their unconscious. And the illusory certainty or faith that the unfolding of the involvement will fatally lead to suffering only adds up negatively. Thus, the strength of faith in the belief makes it a reality. So, the more a person believes that getting something will be bad will make them suffer, the more that negative belief will grow inside of them to the point of affecting their unconscious software that is running all the time to create our reality. And that's why the biggest the fear, the more likely it will be to become true. So, the more you fear something, the more it can become a reality in your life. And this has to do with what I call reverse faith, which is a subject for another episode because it's very serious. But the thing is, why do you fear something? Because deep inside, you do believe that it can be possible to manifest in your life. Because if your belief were different, you wouldn't be so afraid of that thing, right? And of course, this has to do with anxiety, which is uh, living in the future, expecting the worst, having pessimistic thoughts about a specific situation. So, see, in this case of someone who is afraid of suffering in their love life again, because they have suffered before and maybe too much, if they don't work on their unreal fears, because a fear is something, you know, the thing is, didn't happen yet, but the person is already afraid of it. So, it's an unreal fear, it's not happening in the present. If that person doesn't work on their unreal fears and stop paying so much attention and importance to this point of view, their love life tends to become arid and frustrating. The fear of suffering creates like an energetic defense armor that keeps away any possibility of a meaningful relationship. It's as if the individual emits an unconscious energetic signal of do not get closer. I do not want anything serious that will make me suffer. And in this way, they only manage to attract casual and irrelevant interactions. If so, because they can be alone for many years, not even attracting anything. And then they will complain that, you know, they don't have luck in their love life. But deep inside, they are so afraid of being hurt again of suffering that they unconsciously create this inner resistance to avoid any significant contact with anyone if they consider that falling in love is dangerous because they can suffer again well, for them it's better not to fall in love with anyone right so only wrong people will cross their path if so so see but consciously of course they want to be happy they want to find someone nice to have a good relationship with, right? But there is this unconscious resistance that is preventing them from getting that because 
deep inside it's an unconscious mechanism to protect them from their own fears. It all depends on where we put our importance, on what worked and was good, or on what was disastrous and painful, and this is usually called trauma. Although even our reaction and perspective can be changed for the better by an act of will or choice. And by the way, my latest episode, number 35, is everything is a matter of point of view. This is such an important key in life. When you change your point of view, you change the way you deal with someone or a situation and that makes all the difference in your life because it has other consequences and it's really worthwhile to listen to that episode. Actually, all episodes in my podcast are worth the listening because I'm not a regular therapist so I don't have a regular approach, a common approach, especially because I am an independent spiritualist. So I have a different point of view about everything. I go really deep. I don't like superficial approach. So you should be listening to all my episodes because they are really made to help you in your self-improvement and self-awareness, self-evolution and everything. (laughs) So you can always choose to react in a different way right? To change your perspective, your point of view on your fears, your inner resistances, because they are just ideas in your mind. They are not really reality. And even if you went through a bad situation before, it doesn't mean necessarily that you have to face the same bad circumstance again, unless you feed your fear so much that it becomes your reality. But uh, this episode is to shed some light to your consciousness to help you deal with yourself. And there's another thing that I have to mention here, sabotaging subpersonalities. If you don't know what they are, there is another episode talking about them, what they are, how they are created. And there are two other episodes giving 14 examples of sabotaging subpersonalities. They are entities in your psyche, working behind the scenes of the unconscious to attract and create situations in life. They really sabotage someone's life. And they are one of the reasons why someone work hard for something and get no good result. But a sabotaging sub is more powerful and work on a deeper level than limiting beliefs or unconscious resistances. In my experience, the only way to really work with the sabotaging sub, making them stop the sabotage and start to work for the person being their allies, is by negotiating with them. And this is something that I do in my work. First, I identify the sabotaging sub, especially if I can see my client's birth chart. Then I access them in the unconscious with the client being conscious all the time and really participating in the process of the negotiation. I'm not sure if you can identify one of your subs. Maybe if you listen to those episodes where I described many of them, you can try to access and have contact and negotiate with one of your sabotaging subs. But I don't think you can be successful in this work because 
in my experience, if your sabotaging sub is working against you, they don't want to talk to you. They are your enemies. So having a peace agreement with them won't be so easy because, of course, they work against you. And my work is of a neutral negotiator and I am very good with arguments. So for me, it's not difficult, it's not complicated to get that peace agreement. You can try, but if you don't succeed, you can contact me to help you with that. But in case you cannot identify your sabotaging subs, know that what I'm talking here, unconscious resistances, are a completely different thing. A sabotaging sub is an autonomous entity in your psyche. The resistances are just, you know, beliefs that you have. And they are even easier to see than sabotaging subs as they are not that unconscious. Meaning, you can be aware of your inner resistance. And how? Let me help you. Try to ask yourself, what is the advantage of not getting what you want so much? Yes, I know that the answer that comes first is there's no advantage, there's no convenience in not getting what I want so much. Please calm down, close your eyes, <laughs> take a deep breath and try to feel your no side, which doesn't want that. There's a side of you that doesn't want that thing that you consciously think you want. It's your no side. What is good about not getting it? There may be more than one advantage or convenience. And I will give you some examples here. Would achieving that thing imply, in your view, giving up something that is dear or important to you? Would you have to make changes in yourself, in your environment, in your life, in your relationships? Hmm. Because maybe you don't want to make any change and that would be a resistance. Or are you afraid of suffering, failing, not being able to cope? Are you afraid of having too many responsibilities? For example, in your career, if you get a promotion, of course, you would have more responsibilities. And maybe you have to give orders to your co-workers and they won't see you the same way again. And you are afraid of losing their friendship, of having them envying you. I don't know. You know your life much better than me. Are you afraid of having less time for other things or people? Maybe getting a promotion or being successful in your work will make you work even harder and have less time for your relationships or for other things, for being with people you like, for doing things you like. I don't know. Are you afraid of being more exposed to criticism? Because success has to do with being more exposed. So people can talk bad things about you, can criticize you, even strangers on social media. Are you afraid of arousing more envy, of attracting more false and self-serving people, losing friends or attracting you know, people who are just interested in what you have to offer, your network or your money maybe? Mm. Are you afraid of not being able to say no and being abused? 
see how long the list of possible reasons for not being successful can be just go down through the hole to know the size of it so having seen the resistances you have two options supposing that you could see your unconscious resistance your inner conveniences then once you identify them you have two options to give importance to them to give up and to be satisfied with not having that which means to stop wanting that okay so uh, you decide well it is too much i i rather not get that thing anymore so you give up and then the resistance is useless right there's no reason for having it anymore or the other option to recognize that they are just ideas those resistances they are just ideas from other people perhaps pessimistic fantasies unfounded fears that you decide not to feed not to put leaven anymore so that they won't grow and paralyze you so see either you give up your dream what you consciously desire so much or you recognize that uh, your resistance are just unfounded fears ideas and uh, you decide not to feed them anymore not to give importance to them anymore choosing to be on your side so see this is a very important thing choosing to be on your side after all getting that is important to you right so choosing to be on your side it's necessary to firmly put order inside you it's having an inner attitude like this others have no power over me the past has no power over me all of this is nonsense i'm not afraid of anything because i'm 100 on my side whatever happens i support myself see that inner attitude makes all the difference meaning no matter what happens you will be 100 on your side supporting yourself so there's no need to be afraid of anything anymore now i'm giving you another suggestion of what to do to identify and deal with conscious resistances another thing that can help is to personify the resistances by giving them a body and a mouth close your eyes and imagine a person in front of you arguing the advantages of not getting what you want so badly This imaginary character will act as the devil's advocate to make you give up and may even take on the face of someone you know. That resistance can be the voice of someone you met in your life and impressed you so much that it is still echoing in your head. So, as they talk, that imaginary character, you take away their importance by making them shrink. When they are so small that you can no longer hear them speak, say willingly something like, you have no power over me. I don't give any importance to you and what you say. I trust myself and my capability. So make them disappear, crush them, set them on fire or whatever you feel like. Just exterminate them in your mind. Make them disappear. And then notice how you feel, lighter, relieved, confident, powerful. This is a very powerful exercise to be done with the content in your unconscious. 
because actually is mental magic. <laughs> this is a secret <laughs> because I do this. But anyway, it's just, you know, changing things inside of you. If that neurotic and terrorist little voice speaks again inside, repeat this exercise until it disappears for good. This, supposing that it was a resistance and not a sabotaging sub, for example, right? <laughs> Because, as I said, the only way that I know to deal with a sabotaging sub to stop the sabotage and get a peace agreement is having a neutral negotiator doing the work, which is what I do. Successfully, actually, I never had a case. I couldn't get a peace agreement at the end of the session. And I have to say, many of our limitations are optional because they are based on beliefs like I can't, it's a lot of work, it doesn't work, it's difficult, it's a problem, all excuses. Because deep down, all of them can be translated as I don't want it or I don't feel like it. When I hear someone say, I can't do this, I actually listen, I don't want to do this, or I don't feel like doing this. See, my dear listener, you can even lie and deceive others by playing the poor person type or the victim, the powerless victim of circumstances, but you cannot do the same to yourself. So be humble and honest with yourself at least and consider whether in the face of a situation that is not working, your inner attitude is not really the opposite. Do you really want truly from the depths of your soul? Do you really want that? And are you willing to do what is necessary to achieve it? Or do you want it just to please someone else, for example? Like the case of someone whose parents want them to be a doctor or a lawyer, for example, and they fail when taking the exams. They consciously fail because they want a different thing for themselves, but they don't want to confront their parents because they don't have enough self-confidence and courage, maybe, to defend their points of view, their desire for themselves, you know, their will, actually. Or maybe you have an annoying partner and you are working to get something just to please them so they won't bother you anymore. They won't demand anything from you anymore. So what you are trying so hard to achieve and you are not getting results, if you are feeling really stuck, is it really something that you want? Or you are just trying to please someone else or whatever. Are you doing it for yourself? To please yourself first or not? Or maybe you are working so hard to make someone proud of you, your parents maybe, because achieving that dream is so important to them. They didn't have the same opportunities and they couldn't achieve that dream their goal and you are doing all that effort just to make them happy and proud. Is it your dream or someone else's dream? Because if you consciously want something but unconsciously want the opposite, you know, wanting something very much, but when there is this type of inner disagreement, this inner conflict, the tendency of the invisible forces 
of the unconscious or life is to be in favor of the person's resistance in order to protect them from what they consider a danger or just something bad for themselves. Inner resistances, which are often unconscious, act as a defensive force to maintain the integrity of the system. For example, wanting success but being afraid of the envy of others. Wanting to be beautiful and attractive, but being afraid of the jealousy of the boyfriend or husband. So no matter how hard she tries to lose weight, no diet will work for her. Because deep inside, she has this resistance about being more attractive to men in general. Because she's afraid of her boyfriend or her husband being too jealous that they would leave her alone. Another example, wanting a new and better car or house, but being afraid of not being able to pay the installments. Wanting to move up the career ladder, but being afraid of not handling with the responsibility. Wanting a beautiful and impressive partner, but being afraid of competition and betrayal. I had a few friends, very beautiful, who were afraid of dating handsome guys. That can sound ridiculous because, you know, everybody likes what is beautiful, right? But for them, being with a handsome guy wasn't considered something good because they were so afraid of other women hitting on them and they being cheated that, you know, for them... It was more secure, more comfortable to be with a guy not so attractive. And of course, people, human beings, can get used to anything, even discomfort and pain, any kind of situation. So at some point with intimacy, you know, they got used to be with that guy. And their look, their appearance was not that important anymore, as long as they wouldn't have the risk of being cheated, of being betrayed. Not because of the guy, because they trusted them. And not that much, but anyway, they were afraid of other women hitting on their guy. See, in this case, for them, it was a very conscious resistance. They were very aware of this. Another example, wanting a big love, but being afraid of losing and suffering, and so on. See how many reasons someone can have to avoid getting what they consciously want. No one better than you who are inside to know your most intimate and secret motives. And you don't necessarily have to justify yourself to anyone. That thing of giving satisfaction to others all the time is insecurity and lack of self-possession as it feeds a dependence on their approval as well as a concern with what they may think. Not to mention the openness for them to make guesses in your life, meddling even when unsolicited. See, if someone's approval is so important to you, is because you were not 100% sure of yourself, of your decision. So you were taking them as a crutch to go on because you were afraid of failing. You just don't trust yourself. It's that thing. If you do not want someone's opinion on a subject of yours because you have already made your decision and are firm, do not comment on it with the other 
or at most just communicate what you have decided but without openness to what do you think about this what's your opinion because that allows you to listen to their resistances and accept them silly other people's fears are their problem not yours Therefore, it's important to know how to separate what belongs to each one and not to be contaminated with the negative of others, even if disguised as a good intention. The other person may have a good intention to help you, to avoid you, face suffering in your life, but maybe what is talking through their mouth is their inner fears not their common sense, especially if they don't have any experience in going through the same situation as you in your life. If you're talking to them, looking for some advice, but if they don't have any experience in that, if it's not their expertise, like you have a big money that you want to invest, you don't go ask advice from someone who is not a professional in investments, right? Because what do they know about it? So unless the other person has experience in that thing you're planning to do, or if they went through something similar, or if they walked that path, then their opinion can be helpful. Otherwise, no matter the good intentions they can have, they can express only their fears because they like you they don't want you to suffer or to fail right and that is understandable but another thing what if you succeed you know you hit a huge success they can feel uncomfortable with your success they can feel envy because maybe they tried to get the same but they failed or they didn't even try they didn't even have the courage to take the initiative, the necessary steps to get that, right? So um, you better be careful who you listen to. You can deal with your own fears, your own unconscious resistances, but you don't need to deal with someone else's fears, right? <laughs> And actually, they are not your problem. <laughs> so I hope this episode was helpful somehow. And if you have any question, You can contact me by sending me a DM on my Instagram at GracieHoo, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Or you can go to my website, GracieHoo.com and send me an email through there or just know more about my work, the kind of sessions that I do and even schedule a free enlightenment call with me through my website. Okay, that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.